said regardless whether these people are whether DC is being occupied by you know bad actors or it's being occupied by good actors that we all have to at least recognize that DC Washington DC is not a part of the United States it is uh, outside of the United States by design because it's where our federal government resi- resides and they didn't want it to be a part of any specific territory or state so it actually exists outside of the United States it is its own sovereign territory which we've identified the three major sovereign territories being London the the economic capital of the world uh, the Vatican City being the religious capital of the world and then the United States acting as the um, I guess the military capital of the world or, or something to that effect Nick you know in understanding this we got to look back at what Trump was saying to us he told us what they were doing and he had the proof so if they did raid Mar-a-Lago to steal that evidence back it would make perfect sense and here he is and I just want to play one clip real quick Nick this is Trump on 60 Minutes with Leslie Stahl telling us what happened and, and the media apparatchik that uh, puppet figure head that that Leslie Stahl is arguing with him. Uh, it, it, could you imagine doing an interview though, Nick, where the president of the United States is telling you something as a fact, and you are sitting there saying, "Well, y- you can't prove that, so we're not. Go- we can't talk about it." And it's like this is wild. Anyway, listen to this. Watch him walk out of his store, and he's walking with a ice cream. And the question the media asks him, what kind of ice cream, what flavor ice cream do you have? <laughs> and he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking, he's of course not. he is, no. Leslie. Come on. Of course he is. It's the biggest, second biggest scandal. So, the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign, there's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on you. things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been that. totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie, and you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. No, as a matter of fact, I don't know. Nick, when you hear these things... And you hear them in, in, with the new context of the information that we just received today. I mean, how how we can almost—I don't know—it's it's tough because you want to be upset that these people are such bold-faced and brazen liars. But then at the end of the day, it's almost like can you blame them? They just are doing what we know they are paid to do, which is read a corporate script ran to them by you know the intelligence services to cover up for the crimes they're committing. Right? I mean. There's a lot to, to unpack in here, but but just take it wherever you want, Nick. So knowingly, she knows better, and so she what she's doing is she's becoming an accessory after the fact. She can be charged right then and there. You know that right there in and of itself, she's committed a crime. So um, you know, think about it this way too. There's a lot of other stuff that we don't know. Um, the federal government has how many agencies that have arresting powers? You've got, you know, the EPA has badges and guns. You know, the it, all of these different um, agencies have the ability to uh, have what they had to have arresting powers. So check this out. 
to operate inside the United States, the military can be on task forces, and all you have to have is one uh, civilian on that task force from one of those departments, even NOAA, National Oceanic Atmosphere Administration, they've got law enforcement. So if, if we attach to all these little bitty places that have law enforcement that no one really thinks about, uh, they could have done it like that to operate inside the United States too, a complete work around the same way they did uh, for um, what they did to President Trump. You know, I want to bring up the fact that I've got this information here. This explains everything I've mentioned it before. It'll take me a second, but I can go over this and basically talk about how it all went down. So from 2001 to 2005, there was an ongoing investigation into the Clinton Foundation. A grand jury was impaneled. Governments from around the world had donated to the charity. Yet from 2001 to 2003, none of these donations to the Clinton Foundation were declared. Now, you'd think that an honest investigator would find this, uh, uh, this figure out. So let's look over the investigation in 2005. None other than James Comey was in charge of the inventor. Okay, so that's interesting. And then this all coincidences, right? But guess who ran the tax division inside the Department of Justice from 2001 to 2005? You've got none other than Assistant Attorney General of the United States, Rod Rosenstein, at that time. So uh, now, at this time, now is a different time. So guess who is the director of Federal Bureau of Investigation during that time? That is Robert Mueller. And all of them have this in common, that they were frontline investigators into the Clinton Foundation. So another coincidence, fast forward to 2009, you got um, James Comey leaves the Justice Department and goes cash in, cashes in at Lockheed Martin. Hillary Clinton is running the State Department, official government business on her own personal email server. Uranium One issue comes to the attention of Hillary, and like a good public servant, supposedly looking out for America's best interest, she decides to support the decision to approve the sale of 20% of the U.S. uranium to the Russians. Now, you'd think that that's a fairly straight-up deal, except it wasn't. America got absolutely nothing out of it. And, and uh, However, prior to the sales um, approval, none other than Bill Clinton goes to Moscow and gets paid 500 k for one hour speech, then meets with Vladimir Putin at his home for a few hours. No big deal, right? So not so fast. The FBI had a mole inside the money laundering and bribery scheme. Robert Mueller was the FBI director during this time frame. Yep, he even delivered the uranium sample to Moscow in 2009. And who was handling the case within the Justice Department outside the U.S. Attorney's Office in Maryland? That was Rod Rosenstein. So whatever happened to that informant? The Department of Justice placed a gag order on him and threatened to lock him up if he spoke about it. So how does 20% of the most strategic asset of the United States of America end up in the hands of Russians um, when the FBI informant, a mole, providing inside information to the FBI uh, on the, of the criminal enterprise? So very soon after the sale was approved, $145 million in donations made their way over to the Clinton Foundations for entities directly connected to the Uranium One deal. So guess who was there? Okay, so... Uh, that's just another set of coincidences, right? So fast forward to 2015, you got uh, do it in a series of tragic events, Benghazi, other nine investigations the House and Senate and State Department did. Trey Gowdy was running the 10th investigation into the chairman select committee of the Benghazi uh, committee and discovers that Hillary Clinton ran the State Department on unclassified, unauthorized outlaw, uh, ser server um, outside of the law, and she so had top secret information on there. So 
let's skip ahead here and go to the part of the cover-up. So um, now uh, all this goes down, and guess who became the FBI director in 2013? None other than, than James Comey, who secured 17 no-bid contracts for his employer, Lockheed Martin, with the State Department and was rewarded with $6 million bonus, and you present uh, – you know, for his departed employer. So uh, amazing how all these no bids went straight to the Department of State where Clinton was for Comey. Now he's the FBI director in charge of the Clinton email investigation. And after, of course, his FBI investigates the Lois Lerner matter at the Internal Revenue Service, he exonerates her. Nope, couldn't find any crimes. So in 2016, James Comey drafts an exoneration letter for Hillary Rodham Clinton. And meanwhile, the DOJ is handing out immunity deals like candy. They didn't even convene a grand jury. So like a lightning bolt of statistical impossibility, like a miracle from God himself, like the true gangsta Comey is, James Comey steps out of uh, the cameras of a, an awaiting press conference on July 8th of 2016, and he exonerates Hillary Clinton. Do you see a pattern? We, we've established this as a fact, fact pattern. Now we're talking about legal jurisdiction and who can be, uh, you know, legally brought up on charges and, and how are those charges going to be brought. I would argue that it's probably going to be the military. Uh, that's something you've been telling me for a while now. And the more I see happen, the more I think that that's a, <clears throat> a likelihood given the legal framework surrounding uh, what jurisdiction was – you know, in play during these crimes when they were committed. And we know all these players. We know Comey, Brennan, Clapper. Uh, you can go down the list, I mean, and then the list in the FBI and the DOJ where you have Bruce Orr, Nellie Orr, you have Bill Priestap, you have Lisa Page, uh, Peter Strzok, Jim Rubicki. Uh, you know, the, the list goes on for miles. And, yeah, the Clintons and the Clinton Foundation, yeah, Obama and, and his syndicate, yeah, Susan Rice. Yeah, all these other people. But if they were operating from, first of all, it, I guess to understand this, we were talking about the U.S. Code of Military Justice, right? If this territory of the United States, Washington, D.C., right, this sovereign territory had to be occupied for a year for the U.S. Code of Military Justice it, jurisdictionally to take effect, then wouldn't it? wouldn't it mean that any crimes committed previous to that would be outside of that jurisdiction because it hadn't been established yet? Um, not necessarily. Um, you know, if there's been a, if there's a contingency, contingency operation going on before and there was, um, because, um, you had uh, temporary secretary of defense. I forget his name, uh, Chris Miller. He said that he was, he was putting the Special Operations Command civilians under his authority, and he is under the UCMJ. So that means right then that the contingency operation was underway. And if you're a civilian or employee uh, or a contractor for the Department of Defense on a military base abroad um, or, or at home, then uh, you then would be subject to the UCMJ regulations. And it's a complex legal landscape. Um, but, uh, you know, basically when that contingency operation is going on, additional rules come into play and specific legislative acts enable the extension of the UCMJ authority to cover civilians working with or accompanying uh, an armed force 
uh, in the field. So um, as we were talking about before, just one military or one civilian has to be attached to a task force in order for it to be legally allowed to operate in the United States with the military. So, um, you know, uh, all of those people with attachments to those those task forces would be under the UCMJ as well. So they wouldn't be able to go out leaking stuff and things like that, which could explain why it's been so tight and it's so confusing for everybody. Yeah, this is confusing, and as we hit our break, I want to just be very clear that, uh, you know, everything that we're seeing happen here, there will be a justice that comes ultimately, and that's when God's justice, his righteous justice is, is brought, but and his judgment, but for now, maybe there is a way we can legally see a framework for people to face punishment for their crimes. However, we're going to keep talking about that and much more. Stay tuned. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. We'll be back. Former Colorado State Representative Lori Sane in the swamp Wednesday at 5 p.m. right here on AM 1360, the best radio station ever. Hi, this is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I'm here to tell you about my kind CBD products. I have been using these products myself, and I can tell you this is the highest quality CBD product I've ever used in my life. My kind CBD products are 100% THC free, locally sourced from Colorado hemp farmers, and they're organic. And if you want, you can give them a shot today by going to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. And when you do, make sure you try out everything from the sunscreen, to the lotion, to the salve, to the retinol cream, to the tinctures, to the cocoa, to the coffee, to the tea, everything in between. And make sure you try out the pet products as well. They have pet shampoo and pet tincture. You're not going to be disappointed. These products are white labeled and sold in high-end stores and boutique salons for two, three, and four times the price you're going to be paying at 1360KHNC.com slash shop straight from the manufacturer. So go there and buy your products today. And I know you're going to become a repeat customer just like me. Hi, this is Tammy Cuthbert Garcia with Naturally Inspired Radio. Tune in Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. for the latest in natural health news. Get real solutions for healthy living and hear from our inspiring guests that are leading the way in health and freedom. Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, with Nick No, and we are going to kind of get into some of the news stories. Otherwise, we've been talking mostly this morning so far, Nick, about what is happening in this story that just broke. They came out now and have completely admitted that, yes, they were spying on Trump. Yes, the CIA director was doing it. Yes, they were all involved. But, hey, no big deal, no harm, no foul. Uh, we just have to move on and accept that they can get away with that crime. But I don't think they will, Nick, and I don't think you do either. So let's get into a couple other news stories, though, just to keep people uh, aware of what's going on. House Speaker Johnson has come out now, and uh, the House itself had a vote last night. And they did vote by a margin of 214 to 213 
to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. Nick, uh, you've seen this story just as well as I have. And now we know that, in, in my humble opinion, from what I've seen, this will fall on deaf ears. The, the, the Senate has made it all but clear that they will not follow through on any of these impeachment uh, proceedings, at least not with the same kind of um, seriousness that they should be. And, you know, people like Lindsey Graham have already made it clear that essentially anything coming from the Biden administration with regard to impeachment and Congress is dead on arrival in the Senate. So I doubt anything will happen there. This is more of a symbolic victory, if you will. But w what are your thoughts on this? Because I know we were talking about this in the pre-meeting today, uh, just about how I have an opinion that everything we're seeing is like kabuki political theater. It's to appease the masses. It's to make us feel like we have a symbolic victory, but it's really hollow and empty when you look at the fact that there will be no substantive action taken against Mayorkas for his crime of, you know, literal treason, aiding and abetting the invasion of the United States of America, uh, his failure to uphold his constitutional oath, and his, uh, you know, essentially his his work to undermine the national, the, the sovereignty of, of the United States of America with, with what's happening on the southern border and the northern border, to be fair. Uh, but Nick, what are your thoughts on on the uh, events of last night with regard to Mayorkas and his impeachment. Some people might look at it as kabuki theater, which is valid, totally valid. Um, so you got the House, they investigate, and uh, through an impeachment inquiry, second House must pass, a simple majority that, uh, you know, uh, after that, the defendant has been impeached, quote unquote. Third, the Senate tries to tries to accuse. So in this case, uh, the impeachment of a president or chief justice or something like that presides under these proceedings or Mayorkas uh, for the impeachment of any other official. The Constitution is silent on who shall preside. So technically. Uh, it doesn't explicitly state that Mayorkas uh, would be under that jurisdiction. So, um, uh, you know, from there you got uh, the whole investigation. They present evidence, um, um, and so the conviction in the Senate requires the concurrence of a two-third supermajority, which is practically impossible, as we talked about. However, the evidence can be presented at that time that. Hopefully, there's an ace in the hole for that one uh, that someone can present or a whistleblower comes out and does testimony. <laughs> an uh, ace in the hole. Like, I don't know, going to the border and looking at it being invaded. I, I mean, is that, would that be the ace in the hole? Because, Nick, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to jump down your throat on this, but it's like if, if our Congress is so inept and so feckless and spineless and corrupt that it's taken them three years to just put an impeachment forward when we've had – documentable evidence of our country being invaded for years now i mean it's just a hard sell for me to believe that they're going to pull some aha piece of gotcha evidence out and be like here's the smoking gun dude we have the smoking gun we see the smoking gun you can get in a car and drive down the mexican border and watch the, the gun be fired off you can watch them metaphorically shooting people or sh shooting the, the metaphorical smoking gun and that's why I say this is an appeasement tactic. This is symbolic and it means nothing. And it, it is indicative of how uh, broken 
and uh, you know disjointed our our system is and disparate is from the will of the people to have a constitutional republic where law and order is upheld and the will of the politicians and and the the you know oligarchs running our country who essentially want nothing of that they want a two-tier justice system where they stand outside the law yet we have to prescribe to that legal framework uh, in every way shape or form otherwise we are under penalties that they will never face uh for their crimes because of whatever jurisdictional uh, uh, excuse they want to use or whatever other reasoning they have you know national security or otherwise and i'm sorry nick that's just me passionately stating why i'm a little bit if you can't tell just a little bit um skeptical of this all yeah it's you know i think it further puts the entire system our government as it's captured you know in the spotlight further i know that the the purpose of of having him impeached will, will not happen however if you know the case is presented that this person should be impeached and then they don't do it I mean, imagine their yeah, ability no, I mean, to be it, reelected. I get it. It further delegitimizes the government and its authority. But, I mean, how? I don't know. I mean, maybe people just aren't seeing it clearly enough now, and it's got to be put on full display and people to see it clear. And unfortunately, you know, the majority of people in our country are asleep. You know, they're, they're asleep at the wheel. They're, they're blind to it, ignorance and the blissful ignorance in which, in which they exist. And maybe this is just a part of the slow roll release of information as to not cause chaos and panic. But, boy, it, it is frustrating to watch, you know, these these hollow symbolic gestures while while you have Congress voting, the Senate at least passing a resolution to send, uh, you know, a hundred billion plus more dollars, 118 billion dollars more to our our allies like ukraine and israel um and and their fail in taiwan and their failure to secure our own border thankfully mike johnson said that you know they're not even going to hear they're not even going to bring this to the floor in this in the house because obviously it completely undermines and ignores our own national security while putting other countries national security ahead of our own but with mayorkas i mean brother Let's just be honest. It, it, it's for people who are aware of what's happening. This is this is beyond frustrating, right? Yeah, and our our, our infrastructure is decaying. You know, people have lost faith and confidence in the United States government to to do their duty, and for it to just continue. It's like it's like a whenever you know rome was burning and you guys or it's like the titanic whenever you, you know got nero it's nero guys. it's nero playing the fiddle while rome burns you know it's like they're over there in dc like oh look at us we're doing such a great job and it's like we're looking around at our surroundings realizing our country's being invaded the the you know our national election integrity has been completely undermined you know you have intelligence services working end arounds to the constitution to spy on and and frame american citizens for crimes they never committed to maintain power politically i mean rome is burning yeah and you know what's really ironic about what you said when that saying you know uh, or that uh, expression is that some of the people that are involved in all this treason 
actually claim their uh, heritage going all the way back their lineage to Nero and uh, some other Roman emperors, which <laughs> yeah. is well, Nero was burning Christians alive, so I'm sure they would love nothing more than to uh, reenact his uh, reign. But I, I mean, look, I, I personally I see this as you do. I think clearly for what it is. It is a complete affront to the, the Constitution, the law of the land. We have been infiltrated. We are in the process of being overthrown. Rome is burning, folks. Rome is on fire, and we need to start waking up to it and paying attention. And I'm not saying panic, but I'm saying we need to start making a plan of action as to how we're going to right this ship. And, and we'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, Nick, a uh, few seconds left. Anything else? Don't don't think nothing's happening. You know, look at the National Guard. Look at all the places that have been activated. They'll be activated for longer than than what is represented. Brother, I'm sure. if I didn't if I didn't see that, you know, then I would really be hopeless. At least I think there are still a few good men left who are going to right this ship, and we got to highlight what they're doing too. Everybody, stay tuned. You're listening to Justin Form Talk Radio. We'll be back. Bleed Stop, clinically proven and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound, apply direct pressure, and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds, Bleed Stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma bags. Find Bleed Stop by clicking on the Bleed Stop button on the 1360KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular Bleed Stop website prices. Get yours today. You've probably been hearing me talk about Y-Refi for a while now. Y-Refi has been getting a ton of phone calls, and I want to thank you for supporting and investing in something that actually helps people. A lot of people are talking about this investment, so I'd like to review the basics with you. First off, yes, it's true. You can earn up to 10.25% fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there are absolutely no fees. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back and your monthly statements will have no surprises. If you're not sure if you can trust this economy, this secure collateralized portfolio may be a good option for you. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. That's 888-Y-REFI-24. Tell them Joe sent you. 9-11, the Podesta emails, Epstein Island, Hunter's laptop, the 2020 stolen election. What truths are they hiding? Find out this and more on Just Informed Talk Radio, weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m. Justin Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, with Nick No. And Nick, you know, before the break, we're talking about Mayorkas. We're talking about this impeachment. Toothless, symbolic, yes, but indicative, hopefully, of a broader shift toward holding people accountable. That's hopeful. 
I don't want to be this uh, eternal pessimist or black pilled, op- you know, uh, black pilled negative person. So I want to try to see the the silver lining here, and the silver lining is is essentially it's indicative of a shift in the approach toward the way that our country is being uh, treated by these pe- people who are supposedly running it, and and beyond that, like you said, I take solace in, in knowing that. If you and I, Nick, can see this so clearly, right, and we trust that there are people who are not only good faith actors, but good faith actors in positions of power with the ability to take action, then perhaps there is truth to what you said before the break that perhaps things are happening behind the scenes that we can't see. I mean, we've all talked about continuity of government they've done this whole rundown of what happens in that in those scenarios we talked about the u.s cmg or the the cmj the the u.s military code of justice and we've talked about how you know jurisdictionally what what uh, how that applies versus the u.s code and and how those uh, intersect and what that means for our our you know ability to see justice brought to these people but you know I cannot imagine for the life of me that there are people in positions of power, high-ranking people within our military, let's say, or even within our government, who are not seeing this and going, okay, th- this is wrong, this is illegal, this, these are crimes that have to be uh, you know, uh, fought back against or at least uh, you know, addressed. W- what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know you have some interesting conceptual ideas behind who and what is happening who who is it behind the scenes and what is happening behind the scenes as far as i can tell craig we never gave the nuclear football to this person that's pretending to be joe biden that's not him look at the ears they don't match um so <laughs> he's a he work for? <laughs> Whatever it is, it's not the original. The ears do not change. It's like a fingerprint. Compare the ears. They don't match the end. So that that's like that argument is, is done. So, um, you know, I, I look at this and I, and I think, what is really going on? Uh, what are the powers that happen during continuity of government? They actually, uh, being FEMA and Homeland Security, have the ability to um, – to take control of the media and I think whenever you start to see the media really turn the tide and it's going to have to happen soon um, then you know for sure that everything is is in order because you know uh, at that point they're going to have to start steering and taking control of the information and they're probably going to do a media blackout turn off the internet whatever they can do to stop it but uh, the truth is going to come out well, speaking of the media, I mean, this report just came out. I had this on my desk in front of me. Might as well share it here. Uh, CNN is promoting the journalist who wrote the story about the intel officials claiming Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. So in the epitome of rewarding, uh, you know, unscrupulous journalists and their propagandist narratives, uh, CNN's Natasha Bertrand, who wrote the 2020 Politico report on intel officials who said the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, is now being uh, promoted to correspondent covering, get this, Nick, national security. I mean, listen, 
you want to talk i mean like i get it we have freedom of the press and that's tough when you're dealing with um you know elite capture and in infiltration and subversion and everything that we're dealing with here it's a delicate balance you don't want to become authoritarian and start withdrawing the the freedom of speech in america but at what point do you realize that the the institutions which were created to inform us are now being utilized to control us and to suppress our ability to see clearly the truth of what's happening so i mean natasha bertrand who is just another you know as far as i'm concerned nobody politico journalist hack uh propagandist for the regime her being promoted is pretty much like that that pretty much encapsulates what the media has become at least the mainstream media has become in this country am, am i wrong yes it, it it does not serve the people and and uh, there is no free press there's censorship everywhere if anybody tries to to create a, a press organization um then uh, they're de deplatformed uh, throttled censored you name it and uh and that in of itself is uh you know a form of fascism now we've got the government out there um tell the fbi and those alike telling people to deprive our rights under color of law you know so there's where where do we have left to turn really other than our faith and uh, being prepared for what's coming next. I'll tell you where you turn. You turn here to Just Form Talk Radio because we are not beholden to these criminals and we are going to expose them as long as God wills it and he uh, allows us to be here to do it because ultimately, what else can we do? Let's get to a couple text messages before we go on the final break. Uh, let's see. We had somebody text in from the 505 saying prayers. Thank you. We appreciate that. All prayers are welcomed, and we appreciate it thoroughly. Uh, another person just texted in and said thank you. Well, you're welcome from the 970. We have another person who texted in from the 970, our good friend Sandra, saying thank you regarding are we the people's sovereignty. We are constitutional options for – or there are constitutional options for us, we the people – they give us a website called American State National U.S. Look it up. It's an excellent education of our constitutional rights that we can and should exercise. I, I really appreciate that, uh, Sandra. And they also say that, P.S., you mentioned maritime law, meaning jurisdiction over land, and land, air, and water. Very, very good insight and observations. Listen, it's not all hopeless, folks. It's not all hopeless. There is hope. There is a, a, a definite encouragement that we're going to get to here, and it's coming up next. Stay tuned. We do our God's Grace Grace segment. We leave you guys with hope and encouragement through the Scripture to take with you today and use on your day-to-day -day, uh, as you go through this day. So everybody stay tuned. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break. Hi folks, this is Pastor Bruce Miller with the Foothills Baptist Church family. Join us Sunday afternoons from 3 to 4 for the Foothills Baptist Gospel Hour. That's Sunday afternoons, 3 to 4, here on 1360 AM. You are listening to KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. The Rockies. 
the Blue Dragon Spa is a man-friendly spa with women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time. Men's feet hurt too, don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa, 1811 Hover Street, Suites A and B, Longmont, Colorado, Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No, And you guys know it, the end of our show, the final segment, we do our God's Grace is Greater run through of scripture. And we give you something hopeful and positive and encouraging to take with you today. But for that, we, before we do that, we always uh, go to Nick and get your final thoughts for the day, Nick. What, what are your th- final thoughts? What do you want to leave the audience with today? Uh, keep your head on a swivel. Be prepared for anything and make sure that um, you know, you support everybody else that's that's figuring out what's really going on. Be gentle with them. Be kind and open-hearted, and uh, you know, keep converting and, and teaching as many people as you can the truth about what's really going on. I mean, couldn't have said it better myself. That is wise words, sage advice for everybody out there. And we're going to get some more of that here from the scripture today. We are continuing in the book of Psalms. We're in Psalm 44. This is talking about Israel and their complaint to God uh, as they were suffering. And I think there's a lot we can take out of this. And without getting into the whole, you know, Israel uh, um, issue with regard to, you know, my contention that, you know, Israel, the Bible is different than the Israel of modern day. The, The Israeli government, the secular humanist government is separate from what is described biblically without getting that into the mix here. I just want to use this scripture to give us a lesson for what we must do in the face of this affliction, which is outlined here very well. It says, this is Psalm 44. God, we have heard with our ears. Our ancestors have told us the work you accomplished in their days. In days long ago to plant them, you drove out the nations with your hand. To settle them, you crushed the peoples, for they did not take the land by their sword. Their arm did not bring them victory, but by your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you were pleased with them. You are my king, my God, who ordains victories for Jacob. Through you, we drive back our foes. Though your name we trample our enemies, or through your name we trample our enemies, for I do not trust in my bow, and my sword does not bring me victory, but you give us victory over our foes, and let us, and let those who hate us be disgraced. We boast in God all day long, and will praise your name forever. But you have rejected and humiliated us. You do not march out with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe. And those who hate us have taken plunder for themselves. You hand us over to be eaten like 
sheep and scatter us among the nations. You sell your people for nothing. You make no profit from selling them. You make us an object of reproach to our neighbors, a source of mockery and ridicule to those around us. You make us a joke among the nations, a laughingstock among the peoples. My disgrace is before me all day long, and, and shame has covered my face because of the voice of the scorner and reviler, because of the enemy and the avenger. All this has happened to us, but we have not forgotten you or betrayed your covenant. Our hearts have not turned back. Our steps have not strayed from your path, but you have crushed us in a haunt of jackals and have covered us with deep, deep, the deepest darkness. If we had forgotten the name of our God and spread out our hands to a foreign God, wouldn't God have found this out since he knows the secrets of our heart? Because of you, we are slain all day long and we are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. Wake up, Lord. Why are you sleeping? Get up, don't reject us forever. Why do you hide yourself and forget our affliction and oppression? For we have sunk down to the dust. Our bodies cling to the ground. Rise up, help us, redeem us because of your faithful love. And I love those verses because here's what I take away from that. Just for us to use today in encouragement and discernment is that the beginning of that psalm outlines clearly that God hears us and that he does stand for us when we need him, just as he stood for Israel. And as they write this psalm, they talk about how they are facing such great affliction. But remember, when we face that affliction, what are we to do? We are not meant to throw our hands up and give up or go worship another God. We must continue steadfast in our love to God, for God, and His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and trust that that battle will be won and has been won. So everybody take that with you. And if you haven't accepted Jesus, now's your time. Open your heart, repent, say a prayer, and accept Him as Lord and Savior. Watch Him do great things. But we'll be back tomorrow, God willing, until then. We'll see you. Have a happy Valentine's Day. Godspeed and God bless each and every one of you patriots.